You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. This is Bonnie Blaylock. I'm Renee Sproles. And welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. Today we're going to be talking about 10 things moms need to hear. Yes. So, you know, motherhood's not easy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Newsflash. It, it's not easy. And sometimes we can be kind of ugly to ourselves and tell ourselves bad stuff about ourselves. And so we wanted to think of the top 10 things that we needed to hear when we were kind of in the trenches yes of raising kids mm -hmm. um sometime if nobody's telling you these things then tell yourself yeah okay and then tell each other <laughs> tell tell your fellow moms these things i i was talking to a mom the other day and she was going back and forth with a couple of issues with her kid like sleeping issues a couple eating issues and at the end she just said oh just thank you for listening to all this rambling and i said listen Sometimes just talking it out with another mom is what you need to do. We need each other. Right. Absolutely. It's not an inconvenience. And I don't think you're a terrible mom when you've got stuff going on with your kids. We all do. They don't come out <sighs> it's fully universal. formed. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So we wanted to, to think of, okay, what did we want to hear? What did somebody need to like tap us on the shoulder and tell us in the middle of our days? Yes. Um, so the first one was um, kids... Yeah. Are supposed to act like kids I know we want them all to be perfect little angels with <laughs> you know no dirt and no runny noses and not no tantrums saying, yeah they don't say poop in public <laughs> all those sorts of things but that's just not how they are they come out imperfect mm -hmm. and in process and they stay that way for a really really long time mm -hmm. so um for me it was really hard not to take all that stuff personally and think well, you're just not doing it right. Right. Like, what is what? What do you have against me here? And and haven't I told you this? Haven't I modeled this How over and over? How many times do I have to say? <laughs> yes. yes. So sometimes kids just act like kids. One of the um, very helpful things that I learned in this parenting class that we took and then taught was the difference between childishness and foolishness mm -hmm. is the terminology they use. So childishness is what we're describing. It's just kids acting like kids. Right. And they maybe don't have the knowledge of the world to um, make the right decision or say the right thing. Foolishness is like more of from a heart of rebellion. Like I'm not doing what you you know, want to say, I'm not going to do it. I right. don't, I don't like that. Flat out. No, it's worth it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. And so, but either way that those are still two behaviors that are in the heart of a child. Yes. And they're natural developmentally Yes, for your two-year-old and your three-year-old to tell, you no. that's a natural, um, process of them separating from you and finding out what their boundaries are yes. so it's not because they hate you and it's not because you didn't parent them right there are things you can work on to make that less frequent mm -hmm. but that takes practice and time and training and for right now it's it's so helpful to just tell yourself they're two mm -hmm. they're just two 
Yes. And, and that's going to come with the territory. Or they're just 13, mm-hmm. and they just naturally know how to roll their eyes that way when they're 13. And if you have a child that's like especially um, advanced in some way, so some kids are really verbal, and they can they can tell you what's on their mind like really early on, and it's cool and mm-hmm. beautiful. But you can be... Um, fooled into thinking that they're more mature than they are Mm. and you're going to expect more from them things that aren't reasonable right so you know you you need to kind of step back or have a friend help you take an assessment and say hey am I is this an unreasonable expectation of my child at this stage right because sometimes it actually is yeah Um, sometimes your kid is just not there yet right like everybody walks at a different age everybody Mm -hmm. talks at a different age potty trains differently all the things yeah same is true for behavior some are morally mature a lot earlier than others and some um, are intellectually advanced but that does not align with moral maturity right and it's not all your fault or all you're doing don't you can't take the credit or the blame yeah sometimes it just is and then some kids are really amazing physically they're just our their hand-eye coordination is astounding Mm -hmm. but they're not you know maybe reading as soon as their peers it's all good. It's okay. It's all okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you're an, a concerned, involved, intentional parent, this will all come to pass. Right. Um, the next one, which is one of my favorites, which I just said is, it's okay. And I think <laughs> um, moms just need to hear this because, well, our very first podcast is what to do when it's not okay, when everything's mm-hmm. not okay. And you're going to have those times too. But um, just looking down the road. The little decisions that you make day to day, probably most of them, your kids aren't going to remember anyway, especially in the early years, which is a special kind of grace. It's a comfort. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was a great comfort. So you're going to mess up <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay if you are choosing to stay at home. It's okay if you decide, no, I need to go and work. Um, it's okay if you breastfeed. It's okay if you want to feed formula. Yes, it's okay in my world of the homeschool world. It's okay to have one child. It's okay to have 12. That's right. There's not some special virtue to having, you know, a dozen children. Right. Um, and I, I felt a special pressure, you know, in that, in that world. Like it's that you're not quite enough if you just do two. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a kind of weird alter, hmm. alternate universe. Okay. Let me describe to you. You go to these homeschool f- conventions, which are big fun. I just loved it. It was so fun to see all the curriculum and meet other people who are doing your life like you are. Mm-hmm. But I actually heard a, um, a talk from like the main lecture hall about why you should have a lot of kids. Now, how do you think that makes somebody feel sitting out there who's already been there done that we're done yeah husband's had the surgery we ain't having any more kids so you know it it's not it's it's a personal decision and we need to affirm affirm one another yes um and and things like that I mean you know I gotta say I took like a little bit of a hard line with like the natural childbirth I was I secretly I didn't say it out loud (laughs) and I was like well good because I did it's not okay for you not to at least try Come on, people. Suck it up. Do some natural childbirth. I tried through two contractions. That was enough. <laughs> that was plenty. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah. Be a little more graceful uh, to yourself and to others. Yes. <laughs> um, we're not all cookie cutters. We're made on purpose to be unique. We're all, some are an eye, some are an mm-hmm. ear, some are hands, some are feet. And we all work together for the one 
body. Yes, so. some of us are introverts. Some of us are extroverts. You know, we all kind of um, bring our personalities to our families. That's what helps create our family identity. So, exactly. you know, we're such good friends, but our families did not look a lot alike no. in many, many ways. And we loved hanging out together. And Right. Um, Conformity is communist. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, don't do it. Just no. be happy with what you're doing. Okay, number three is you're not alone. Mm. So motherhood is rewarding and joyous and a blessing and it's isolating, tedious, boring, boring. <laughs> I, I probably, I think I've said this on three podcasts now. Like I felt like my brain cells were slowly dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do I have to play Candyland? I, I can't do it anymore. Another tea party, another <laughs> railroad track to build. Oh, right. So like raise your hand if you ever have thought, it's only me. I'm the only one. I am the only terrible mother who's ever felt this way. Well, guess what? Wrong. No, 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 no. You're not alone. So it's okay. It's okay to um, not enjoy it at times. You're not alone. Yeah. There's things that are not enjoyable. Not to be treasured, not to be enjoyed. No, not to be hopefully remembered. (laughs) Hopefully you can block certain parts out even. That's how bad it can be. Yeah. So it's this cool universal club that you kind of become a part of when you become a mother. And and you you should remember that, that you know what? There's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) Somebody else has been in this same situation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And isn't that a comfort? Yes. And if if you don't hide that and you speak it out loud... And so many people come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. and say, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. Thank you for yes. saying that. Yeah. I remember when I was like in the throes of anxiety and depression after but my two kids, um, I remember just praying to God, like, please just get me through this. And it, and I'll like, I'll be forever grateful, but I'll actually never tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, How like, good what? is that? I what? literally was bargaining with God, which is not recommended, but um do you know, for this for real happened, I, I got through kind of the, the yuck part, which will be a cool story for another podcast, but um, I had this friend come up to me. She's kind of more like an acquaintance. I didn't really even know her that well. And she said, hey, Renee, um, I've, I've been having some depression and my doctor wants to put me on medication. What do you think about that? <laughs> I kind of looked to the heavens. <laughs> It's like, like very funny. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll spill the beans. And then you, you just realize like, oh my goodness, like there, there's no shame Mm-mm. in sharing a really difficult thing that so many women right throughout the, the centuries have gone through and praise God. We have things like counseling and medication. Yes. And gyms with childcare. Yes. <laughs> you can go burn off all that excess adrenaline. Right. There's help for that. Yeah. There's help for that. Yeah. So it's it's very encouraging to um, just have friendships that are a safe space where you can um, know that, hey, you're not alone. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay. Number four, being different from your kid is all right. Um, oh, this is a tough one sometimes. It is a tough one because <laughs> I think parenting is one of the most um, prideful areas in life. Why do we have children? Because we love ourselves so much we want little mini me's, right? <laughs> There's, the world would be a better place if they had more me in it. <laughs> so not really, but it's um, you're creating a legacy. You want to put... Your genes mm-hmm. and your husband. You, I mean, there's some part of you that thinks yeah. you guys are good together and yeah. let's make another one. So um, when your kid 
doesn't share your interests or your husband's a great big football player guy and you know little Jack is going to be the quarterback yeah and there's no deviating from that Mm -hmm. Um, no good can come of that if little Jack wants to be an engineer Mm -hmm. or a musician right or a poet (laughs) something very very different (laughs) exactly we we a lot of times um just assume that I'm an orange tree so my kid's going to be an orange tree and really they're growing apples. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is really painful to see this played out, um, in the life of a child who's kind of just doesn't have a choice in what Mm. they're going to do. You know, you, your children are a gift from God to you. And part of your responsibility as a parent is just discover what God put in them. Yes. It's so beautiful. It is amazing to to see that. Try this, try that, try, oh my goodness. You're really good at, yeah you know, piano, you both tried it, but you're really good at piano. And oh my goodness, you're an amazing artist. Like I had no idea. Right. Let's get you some more art classes. Yeah. I actually think it's such a cool thing that, um, the things that my kids are good at that I'm not, Mm -hmm. it just astounds me. Mm -hmm. Like, where did that come from? That's amazing. I'm convinced I now have latent, really mad dance skills in my DNA (laughs) because our daughter is this amazing dancer. And I'm like, okay, well, we too made her. So there's, so there's something there. There's something there. You know, it could be a throwback. Like, I'm just <laughs> saying. grandparents do. Yeah. Maybe not. But yeah, I've had dads. Um, I think it's maybe moms. This is not as hard for us. I've talked to several dads who really struggle. Um, if they're real outdoorsy. Yeah. You know, they have, um, they have one son. Mm-hmm. They have daughters, but they have one son. Right. And they really dreamed, like, hey, we're going to go hunting together. We're going to spend all this time outside together. And they really don't like, they don't like the outdoors. Mm -hmm. And they've actually articulated to me. They've verbalized. You know what? That really bums me out. Yeah. I kind of pictured this for our future. That's okay to grieve that dream. It's better to do that than to try to force them into a mold that's. Right. They'll they'll resent you. Yeah. It's okay to grieve that. Yeah. Let yourself do it. Yeah. But then celebrate what is there. Mm -hmm. And gosh, be their biggest fan, no matter what they decide to go mm-hmm. into. It's really hilarious too. You remember um, our friends in our small group who were so introverted and intellectual and like, I loved them so much. Mm-hmm. And their first child, she was the most extreme extrovert you ever did see. Uh-huh. And she would constantly embarrass them in public, you know, just engaging with people, saying silly things, being loud. And to their credit, they both just kind of shook their heads and yeah. laughed and said, well, you know what? We're not going to try to make this extremely gregarious child just like us. Right. You We're going to have to just go with it. Right. You've got to start <laughs> being a little more hospitable for their sake. It expands yeah. you. I think God yeah. gives them to you on purpose to expand you. Yes. Um, and to be fair, did you want to be just exactly like your parents? Right. No. No. Mm-mm. You want to be something different. You want to be you. Yeah. And it is cool to see those touch points where you are similar. But mm-hmm. yeah, you want, to, you want to make your own way. Find yes, your own way. For sure. So number five is you're loved. Even when your kid says, I hate you. I don't like you. You're so mean. You're the meanest mommy in the whole world. <laughs> Nobody else's mom would ever make them do this. Ugh. They still love you. Yes. You're the given. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think of moms as... It's kind of a comforting thought that you are so given that and such the heart of the home that you're the safest place for them to be able to say those things. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take it personally, take it personally in a positive way. 
mm-hmm. that you know what you can say that to me because I'm still gonna love you that's right I yeah. know that I'm here for you and yeah. you know that I'm here for you yeah I learned I mean I actually learned that in the context of our family of four um, I don't like conflict. I like to bring people together. And I mean, I'm certainly happy to give my opposing opinion and then everyone else can get on board. Right. Everyone's <laughs> entitled to your opinion. I get it. <laughs> but, um, but really, really when I like the real true conflict resolution, I did learn in, in our home and I realized, you know what, this is my safe place. I can mm. actually disagree with my husband as my kids got older. You know what? We can actually disagree. And I know they're still going to love me. Right. So it's definitely true for your children. Yeah. I think of moms as like, you're like the skeleton inside the body. You don't think about your bones much, <laughs> but you take your skeleton, your, your body's a pile of jelly on the floor. You know, like we're, we're just holding, holding things together in a lot of ways. Yeah. Especially like the, um, emotional temperature of the home. Yeah. Um, we can, we can influence that a lot. Oh, for sure. Definitely set and the tone. So yeah. So you're, you're still loved, even though they say they hate you. As a matter of fact, um, one of my daughter's children, I mean, um, daughter's children, she is having a baby in June. Um, one of her good friends in junior high, they were out, um, at the mall looking at clothes and, and things. And she pulled a outfit off the rack and Emma turned to her and said, um, oh my goodness, my parents would never let me wear an outfit like that. And she looked at Emma and said, I wish my parents cared about the clothes I wore. So even though Emma might've been pushing back against the standards we were Mm. um, putting there that she didn't like, she did see love in it through that interaction with her friend. It was such a gift. Yeah. Um, So yeah, they love you. They They love you. Like you're removing boundaries, changing family standards is not going to make you more loved. It's just going to confuse your, your child. Wow. What? That's a great point. That is a wonderful point. Um, I, I just, wow, that one hit home. <laughs> That's a good one, to, good one to remember. Yeah, I just felt, I felt bad because this, this young girl kind of, she looked from the outside in by, by her peers, like she had all the fun, right? She had all the freedoms, mm-hmm. but she actually wasn't feeling very well loved, at least in that area. A lot of times, yeah, when, when you have older kids too, I think, um, is when they're especially verbal and they especially know those points to hit or your buttons or where they're, where you're the most vulnerable and that's where they're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. hone in and get you. Um, even that is a test because that's when they're feeling the most vulnerable and the most unsafe and for them to be able to say those things to you and you still stay there Mm -hmm. is a statement of you're safe. Mm -hmm. You are somebody that's going to love me no matter what, even if I'm ugly, even if I'm, you know, so mean to you that you just want to run out of the house you're still gonna love me Mm -hmm. so don't give up yeah yeah you're loved all right next one bon um you're doing great look (laughs) you're showing up you cleaned up the projectile vomit (laughs) you uh you tackled the diaper genie you know you scrubbed out those nasty hardened milk sippy cups that were under the van seat oh yeah took I don't even know how many gym clothes that you washed in the washing (laughs) you're showing up Mm -hmm. right you're um your mom you're taking care of everything and you're just doing a good job you're invested um give yourself some grace and give yourself a break yeah and if nobody's telling you that you're doing great, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've heard us both say like we, 
both had kind of the perfectionist curse in our DNA. And um, it's easy to be really hard on yourself if that's your temperament where you're, you're looking for perfection. And, you know, in, in school, you know, I could make straight A's. I could write a paper that would get an A every single time. But that's not really life. Mm. You know, <laughs> life, there's so many other variables. And, and then you become not responsible to yourself, to your spouse as well. Then you become responsible to little people. And I, I learned the hard way that aiming for a very high standard is not bad if you give yourself grace mm-hmm. when you fall short and realize, okay, I did try my best. That That is doing great. Yeah. Trying your best is, a, is doing great. It's not always the outcome. I think American parenting in particular is outcome oriented. We want results. Yes. Give me the parenting curriculum. Yes. That will produce this child. Mm-hmm. Enter this, exit that. Yeah. Wouldn't and it be great if it was a formula that was that easy? It would be great. Ugh. But, you know, they're little humans with their own volition and their own will and their own temperaments. And you can certainly aim for certain things in their lives. But you cannot guarantee results. So you're doing great in the trying. You're doing great in the faithful stewarding of your child faithfulness to me is the mantra i would tell myself my 25 year old self be faithful in that your areas of responsibility right keep putting one foot in front of the mm-hmm. other it's not like class that's going to end and you're going to get a new semester and get to... adulting is very different yes <laughs> it's, it's just, very different you don't get graded and you often just don't have a clue mm-hmm. how you're doing mm-hmm. um and I our tendency is to just down. tell ourselves well, it must be terrible then. Yeah. If no one's telling me I'm doing anything good, it must be terrible. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Why it, not tell yourself the opposite? Mm-hmm. Maybe it must be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, again, that's that learning how to talk to yourself in ways that are true and graceful mm-hmm. and not so hard. Which is practice. Again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just keep, just, I love, I love finding Nemo in our family. <laughs> we always quote it and just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yes, That's just what keep we do swimming. We swim. yeah. So you're doing great. Just keep showing up. Yeah. All right. Number seven, your child is a delight. I love this one. Whenever, um, this is also a little glimpse in how you're doing great. Um, your child's probably going to act the worst that they're going to act at home. Hmm. Again, that's that safe place thing. But it's awesome when, in fact, sometimes it just astounded me when my child would go to somebody else's house for, you know, whatever, a party, a get together or something at school. And another mom would say, you know what, your little Savannah did, said this today and she was so helpful. She just picked up all the stuff and I'm thinking, what, what child is this? <laughs> like she did what? Because she would never have done that at home. Mm-hmm. But that is is such a little window into what they're really learning and what mm. they, what you actually have deposited the seeds that you've planted um, to have another parent tell you and go out of their way to tell you something awesome your kid did. Oh. Nothing better. Nothing, Nothing better. better. Yes. I remember um, in particular with our son, we'll talk about this one day. It's a um, great information on the different temperaments, personality yeah. styles of your children, because it gives you a little insight into what they're good at and what they're not good at. And so my son's temperament was such that he's the path of least resistance kind of guy. And that shows up as laziness sometimes. And I was freaked out and appalled when I saw this in my young, young child. And um, again, this parenting class was like, no, no, this is just going to be something you're working on for the long haul. 
So you're not going to see like instant change in a really fundamental part of his personality, mm-hmm. you know, the next year, two years. Mm-hmm. So when he was like, I don't know, 10 or 11, somebody from church um, came up to us and said, you know, Houston helped so much in the cleanup after this event. I just wanted to say like, he's a really hard worker. Thank you so much. And I'm like, yeah. <gasps> falling on the floor <laughs> tears of gratitude like oh my goodness yeah. someone said my child was characterized by diligence and yeah. hard work and just jumping in mm-hmm. without having to be asked mm-hmm. and um it was it was such a glimpse into okay we're making progress I yeah. really needed that encouragement yeah so um I, another favorite story of mine we were I was by myself we went to Orlando um for a conference my husband was at but I took the two younger ones by myself to Universal and I do not do roller coasters (laughs) I hate them with every fiber of my being but they love them so I would put them on at the beginning of the line and they've got to stand in line for quite a while before Mm -hmm. they get up to the Mm -hmm. actual ride where it begins and I would run around to the back end where the ride was going to get out so I could be sure to see them there but in between they're left to their own devices right right and this is probably I don't know eight years old something like that and I had somebody tell me on the ride out who was kind of another pair I I was by myself but they were looking kind of after them when they got off the ride that they had been so they were so impressed and so well behaved that these two kids all on their own you know were brother and sister helping each other let's get on the ride and like they didn't you know pull down the (laughs) any any decorations or anything on the way and and, devour each other yeah there's no no black eyes when they got off nothing like that and and it just totally made my day totally made my day oh yeah so if you are out there and you witness that in public Mm -hmm. in the wild compliment other moms when you see that Mm -hmm. just tell them it doesn't take anything for you to do that and it might just be the thing that they needed for that whole month Yes, because you're, you know, it's this, it's a long game. And so you're working on stuff and it's hard to get that bird's eye view of the mm-hmm. progress that you're making. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when somebody would come up to us in that restaurant and say, your kids have been so nice. I was actually kind of bummed that we got seated beside you because I thought, oh no, you know, kids. And they were great. Or on the airplane. Oh, on the airplane. You yeah. know, if they had a great experience, you know, you don't always, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not always, you might get was, the other but, stuff but, sometimes. Yeah. But, so take the time. Yeah. Take the time to tell someone else their child's a delight and remember your child is a delight yeah I would just hide it in my heart as a little jewel that I could take out later. absolutely pull it out later and Mm -hmm. remember it it's still fun to think about it now it is even though it is we're way beyond that what's next number eight you are irreplaceable um sometimes you know when they go to grandma's house and they just light up oh grandma grandpa and you know, you're like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Hello, I gave birth to you for, <laughs> for nine months. I gave you those things too. And I'd made dinner for you too. And remember, we made cupcakes. Again, don't take it personally. You really want them to have these other people in their lives, but you're irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. You're irreplaceable. Yeah. Um, I also just kind of resented my husband coming home. There was great joy Fun. and excitement when he walked in the door. And I'm like, listen, people. <laughs> I have kept you alive all day. But fun walks in the door and oh, yeah. here we go. And you might as well be, you know, a used <laughs> shoe in the corner of the I know, I know. I know. So yeah, you are irreplaceable. And and you know, I don't want to be 
depressing or morose, but you know, you see this when somebody loses their mom. Oh yeah. You can't go back. There's no, there is no mm-hmm. replacing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a hole yeah, forever. For sure. There's a hole there forever. So um, the, the role you play, like you're, you've been designated that special role, your right. mom or your dad, and there's no replacing you. Yeah. I, I think sometimes in our worst moments, when we're talking the ugly things that we talk to ourselves, we can say that, you know what, if I was gone tomorrow, nobody in this house would even notice. Mm-hmm. Nobody even notices anything I do. Nobody, you know, the, you know, the yeah. dialogue that yeah. you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Lies. Mm-hmm. Straight up lies. Mm-hmm. Yes, they would. Because mm-hmm. there's no other you and all your kids want is you. They don't want perfection. Mm-hmm. They don't want your specific 12 course meal. You know, it's just you in all your mess and your mm-hmm. uniqueness. I know. I'm having a little moment here. Just <laughs> thinking of all the sweetnesses of, of getting to be a mom and my friends who have not been able to yeah. finish that, that road. Mm. Yep. All right. Number nine, it's worth it. All the emotional, physical, financial sacrifices so you can't jump on a trampoline without peeing a little now. <laughs> Maybe the last time you bought a new pair of pajamas was 2005. Or each day with your teenager gives you more gray hair. You know what? It's all worth it. Yep. I, I shudder to think the person I would be had I not been given the gift of motherhood. You know, I, I say this a lot to young moms. I thought I was a nice person. I thought I was unselfish. And then I had children and I started to see by the grace of God, all the little places that still needed a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for getting beat up a little bit along the way. Uh, To be honest, to be actually frank and honest, there were times along the way that I thought, what, why did we do this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were newlyweds. We were having the time of our (laughs) lives. We did whatever we, why? Did we make this decision and do this? And now there's no turning back Mm -hmm. and it's hard. But, um, now that we're on the backside of it, it is the funnest ever. Now it it might have not have turned out that way for a lot of families, maybe it doesn't. And there's, I mean, your little people at the end of the line are individuals and they're going to make their own choices. And like Mm -hmm. Renee said earlier, there's no guarantees in parenting. Um, but on on our backside, it has been fabulous mm-hmm. to see how they've turned out and where they're going in life. And there's still so much I can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad. No, of course I would not undo it at this point. Oh, no way. No way. Don't give up. No, don't give up. It is It is so worth it. Nobody told me I, at my daughter's wedding. Um, that I was standing at the reception watching the slideshow, you know, of all the baby pictures, childhood pictures from each yeah, of her and make a big cry her fest. husband Thomas. Yes. <laughs> and I was just standing there at one little brief quiet moment and this mom comes up to me who has three daughters. And she looked at me and she said, um, when you're raising your children, you're actually raising your best friends. You just don't know it. Oh. And I love that. And I said, Oh my goodness, I, I think you're right. Like I didn't realize I was <laughs> raising <laughs> I was raising some of the most precious people, the most wonderful friendships I would experience. Yeah. You know, I just had a birthday and I was thinking, okay, who do I want to hang out with? Cause I 
celebrate my birthday all month long <laughs> and do individual lunches with every friend. And, and, you know, my kids are at the top of the list. Well, I want to have dinner with each one of them yep. and their spouses. I want to hang with them. Yeah. It's beautiful. Bonnie's crying. I love She's it. a little tear. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. Um, and number 10, you're still cool. <laughs> You know it. Say it again for the people in the back. You are still cool. I don't care if you're wearing sweatpants every day and you haven't washed your hair in a week. You know, <laughs> you're still cool. You still have it. Um, your kids are, they'll realize that a little bit down the road when they hear about some of your experiences and um, all the things you knew about. And what? You actually did what? When? <laughs> That's the fun thing about keeping um, old friends in your life, people who knew you when. Mm -hmm is that somewhere down the line, they can kind of let these little tidbits loose mm -hmm. that will astound and amaze your children that you actually once had a life separate from them. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, even with my own parents, I, I sometimes slip into that mindset of there was no life before me, you know, and I'm yeah. 50 and they're 76, right. you know, and, and then I realize, oh, you went to a college and you were in these clubs yeah. and you did these cool things or you were the homecoming queen. What? You were the homecoming queen? <laughs> That's amazing. I know it. I was never even close to be considered the homecoming queen. So, right. Yeah, you're still cool. And, and I think it was fun to to also try to maintain my cool relevance. So I loved hanging out with my kids' friends and having them teach the new lingo. And Me I, too. I would scratch my head and go, how did that word yeet? How did that <laughs> word come? Like, what? But I'm going to start using it. And then they were like, okay, now it's instantly not usable That's by right. the rest of us. You ruined it. You just everyone. ruined it. <laughs> But I love, I, and I like to listen oh, to their funny. music, what they're listening to. I want to, I want to know. Right. Right. I mean, that's what you're for. You're, you're for teaching them about Guns and Roses and, um, you <laughs> yes. know, all the bon stuff Jovi, that they're going to call Boy you George. <laughs> How else are they going to learn that important cultural exactly. stuff? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you're still cool. Um, it's just a season of life where you're just a, li a little physically beaten down when you're raising young people you know like and I a lot of young moms I talk to now they're embracing it bring on the yoga pants right bring on the crocs you know yeah. what I'm still cool on the inside yeah and yeah I'm feeling it that's fun if you can just let loose and and show your coolness by embarrassing your children you know you win yeah you win <laughs> absolutely so I hope you're encouraged by some of these um things we've talked about that you can say these things to yourself mm -hmm. remind yourself it's worth it right you know you're irreplaceable yeah you're loved you're loved it's okay <laughs> so um yeah go out and be blessed and we want to say thanks to our production manager Shiana Avila our tech and social media administrator and who actually gave us the idea for this podcast That's Savannah right. Cunningham <laughs> thank you for making us brave and our graphic designer Emma Goodwin mm -hmm. and you can find us on our website at justaskyourmom.com where we have a blog that will go along with each of our episodes uh, Facebook at just ask your mom or on Instagram at just ask your mom podcast and if you're listening and like what you hear if you give us a, a five-star rating it helps people find us um, a little bit easier and we'd appreciate that very much mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time on just, just ask, ask your, your mom, mom.